the Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. You're joining me on a Friday evening, Mr. Lee Hancock. Practically a night podcast, this one, isn't it? Well, mate, it's 10 to 8. It is a night podcast. There's no (laughs) if, buts, or maybes about it. It is a night podcast. Also joining us, Mr. Night Owl himself, Mr. Roe Hancock. How are you, buddy? Yes, good, Nick. Very good. We're we're full swing into playoffs now. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a big week, some big upsets. What a wild week it's been. It has been phenomenal. The action's been nonstop. Plenty to digest there, hasn't it? Isn't it? Oh, there's there's been heaps. But firstly, Nick, I'd be remiss not to mention your long day slash night. Shall we fill the people in? Yeah. What's happened? Flew in on the red eye. I haven't had much sleep. I'm feeling pretty pretty (laughs) drained at this point in time. I um had a little trip to the emergency room last night. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had a uh, and got home from soccer training. Yes. Absolutely famished and. had a had a nice bit of steak ready and waiting for me, mm-hmm. and it just didn't didn't go down the right hole. Like it just sat right just in sat the throat, there. couldn't breathe. Was having a real horrid time with it. So about two thirty, Ambo's rocked up off to the emergency room, and uh, shout out to the team at the Royal Hobart Hospital. Did a there did a good go. number on me, sorted me out. And Jeez, I'm, uh, you're a soldier, aren't you, Nick? Oh mate, like I a true professional. I've got battle wounds up. all over me. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here like this tonight, though. The eyes are. <laughs> I tell you what, you see choking in the playoffs, but not this guy. Not this guy. <laughs> no, we are here ready to fire up for a big episode, guys. What we're going to do today, we're going to rattle through some quick odds and ends, a couple from the NBL as well. Yep. And then we're just going to kind of have a bit of a conversation. We've got a few questions to pose. We're not going to recap every game from the week, no. um, but just pose a few questions that have stood out, who's underperformed, yeah. un- overperformed, underperformed, things like that, and just uh, give our thoughts on that one. Yep. Guys, before we get into it, a big shout out. We are very fortunate to be part of three networks now. So to Pop Culture Pros, the Cover, and the Spotlight Sports Network. Uh, we can't thank all three of you enough for everything that you do um, and for just giving us a platform to be able to express ourselves as, as well as other uh, other up-and-coming creative content. Mm, absolutely. Creative, yep. creative content creators. That wasn't a great <laughs> sentence. But Promise. nevertheless, we appreciate everything you three are doing. Um, likewise, guys, be sure to continue to stay up to date with all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Like, subscribe, share the show, do all that good stuff. All the stuff. fun stuff. We certainly appreciate it. Um, at the conclusion of this episode, by the time you listen to this episode, mm. it probably will have been done and dusted, but we are about to go on Instagram Live after we wrap up this one to quickly announce the winner of our giveaway. Uh, a big thank you to everyone that entered that one. Certainly appreciate it and certainly something we want to do more of in the future. Mm, also, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I do have another announcement, but I might keep it for a few weeks' time. Oh, he's few, mysterious. Weeks, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, big things coming. The, the team here at the Daily Dribble, you're going to be able to re- rock out with us soon enough. But I'll, um, <laughs> I'll I'll bank that one for a couple of weeks. What a cryptic clue. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Guys, let's do it. Some odds and ends here. A couple of quick ones. Most notably, Marcus Smart. Yeah. He got the big one. The Defensive Player of the Year awards became the first guard in 25 years, not since 95-96, where the glove, Gary Payton, picked it yep. up, has a guard, won this award. So phenomenal there. Mikhail Bridges in second, Rudy Gobert third. What do we think about this one, lads? We already know what I think, but what, well, do, you, what do you guys think? I think he deserved it. He's always been a great defensive player throughout his whole career. Mm-hmm. I just think he did jump the ladder really quickly, and I don't know if that was... Like I said, he's he's always been a great defensive player, but I think the narrative pushed him towards the end entirely, to be honest, because you saw Giannis. He's been one of the greatest this year defensively as well, and he just plummeted off that top three, and Marcus Smart kind of came into it. So I think he does deserve it, but narrative played a lot into it. I agree with you to a certain extent, just in the sense that I think this was more maybe based on the team award. Before he went down, Robert Williams was getting a lot of lot of chat about him potentially being um, a candidate for the award. Yeah. So you know, I kind of feel as once he went out with injury, Marcus Smart just vaulted up the standings. Um, and I think it kind of comes on the back of you know this team having I think they finished with the second overall defense. Mm. That it almost feels like a team award, taking nothing away from Marcus Smart because he has had a phenomenal year and a phenomenal career. Um, but it feels more based on what the team's success was. Yeah, he thoroughly deserves it, though, doesn't he? He does, absolutely. No question about it. I think he even said it was more of a team award than it was his own individual award, which it was, 100%, but um, thoroughly deserved. Does this open the pathway, do you think? Are we going to continue to see more of this, you know, these these guards kind of, becoming right up there in the running for these awards. I mean, I hope so, but I, I thought, like, Ben Simmons a couple of years ago deserved it when he was playing point guard in Philly, but didn't get it. But hopefully it's the, the start of something something good. Mm. 
There you go. Fantastic. Congratulations there to Marcus Smart. Big, oh, I tell you what. See him wear the robe, robe into the playoffs game. The what? The robe. The oh, robe. I, must, I must have missed that one. No, I didn't catch that he, one. He wore a robe saying Depoy on the back. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, so that's no. big energy. We love to see that. I reckon it, like he's already a very confident guy, but I reckon that's going to boost his confidence oh, well, on the court as well. 100%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Guys, I've got a quick question. It kind of ties in with the playoffs, but I'll mention it now. Sure. During the week, we've had a couple of big injuries. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker with a grade one hamstring strain versus the Pelicans in game two. Yep. Man was cooking mm-hmm. in that first half, 31 points. He was on fire. Even had time to dab up a baby. <laughs> um, but he, it's looking like he'll be out for two to three weeks with that hamstring strain. Yep. And then Chris Middleton suffered an MCL sprain. Um, he's going to be very evaluated in two weeks, but it's looking at three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. So the question is, which is the bigger, more impactful injury? Let me just say, I'm happy to say who it is, but I'm not going to go into detail in it because I want to talk on that later. Okay. But sure. I'm going to say Devin Booker. Yep, yep. D-Book for mine as well. Yeah, I'll go Booker too. Yep. There let's, you go. Let's I thought that would later. be the case. We'll it, do, it depends which Chris Middleton you're talking about. Oh, talking about... Is the Ferris wheel jammed yes. at the top or is it on the, uh, on the way back down? Mm, you never know with that guy. We love it. Guys, a couple of quick things from the NBL. Now, if this is... An action-packed week. It all starts tonight. We've got a game tipping off in about, what's the time? Hour's time. Massive game between Illawarra and Perth. Has huge, huge ramifications on what will happen over the, you know, I guess the Mm. Um, (laughs) post-season. Illawarra win. Perth lose. Means that it's all going to come down. It'll come down to the Jack Jumpers beating Melbourne United and then Perth losing to the South East Melbourne Phoenix on the last day. So there is a chance. We are still in it. We don't ask for much in life, Nick, do we? But but this is one of the rare things that we, we are praying to the heavens it. above. And we did get a break. As much as I hate to say it, friend yep. of the show, we love him dearly, Vic Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah. gone down for the rest of the season with a uh, – I need to get this right – sigmosis injury to his uh, right angle. Right angle. Right <laughs> angle. <laughs> the old uh, right angle. Hypotenuse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. it, it, it is a shame because what he does for this team, him and Cotton together – um, just incredible. So it's a big blow to Perth, but it does open the door a little more for us to make a make a run at it. Mm, yeah. um, just speaking of Bryce Cotton, uh, during the week, the, the top three candidates for all the awards were announced. Mm. I won't go into them all, but the big one, the MVP, it's between Joe Luala Chul yes. from Melbourne United, Jalen Adams from the Sydney Kings. Shout Star. out to the boys from Fifth and Dribble. They would be stoked to see a fellow Kings player in the mix there. Well deserved. And then Bryce Cotton from the Wildcats. Mm. Now, I, I don't know. I just I just want to get your take. But who's your pick in this one, Rose? Uh, it's it is Bryce Cotton. But in in saying that, if either of those other two blokes were to win it this year, I'd be more than happy with that. Those guys have had outstanding yep. seasons. Like they've and just been. Not to mention Mitch Creek, even Vic Law himself. Vic Law, yep, yep. I, Two of the Tassie Jack Jumpers yeah, boys yeah, were in, impressive. In amongst it, we've got a couple of a couple of um, I guess. What do you call nominees? Yeah, candidates. Yep, yep. Uh, Clint Stein, to our captain for the Sixth Man of the Year award, and. Fan favourite, Scott Roth, the coach of the Scuffy, year. Scott. But just on that MVP situation, mm-hmm. tell you what, when you see those three names and all the talent that you could feel for the top 10, it really is incredible that, like, the kind of the, I guess, the health that the league's in at the moment, yep. it is really a real purple patch for talent. Um, so looking forward to seeing them announced next week, I believe. But yeah, it's hard to argue, you know, Jalen Adams, for as good as he's been, the Kings are rolling, they've been on an absolute tear. But you've got to go Bryce Cotton. The guy is just a league legend at this point. Um, it'd be awesome to see him reclaim his crown. Which I think he will do. Exciting. Brilliant. I'll just quickly on, on that then, mm. my last question from the NBL. Mm. So who's your pick for the title? Um, well, okay. League, please feel free to weigh in with your oh, pick. I, well. I would if I'd bloody <laughs> follow that. I, I, th- I do think that big law injury is quite significant. I think so too. Um, Massive. And Perth were already looking... A little bit shaky as they it have, was. Yep. Um, so, how long's Delhi out for? I uh, know, I like, know. Uh, he's he's out with a a, a tooth injury. He's it's, it's more load management for that game like against the Jack Jumpers tooth tomorrow. Um, mm. But it, it really is just a rest game. They've sewn up top spot pretty well. So let's put it this way: if if the Jack Jumpers don't make it into the finals, I think I'll go with Melbourne United. I think their top end talent is incredible. I'm going to go the Kings. 
Yep. Just some masterclass. You don't want to the other week. You don't want to bet against them again. Oh, I tell you what, yeah, I've already lost to Carton oh, already on that one. But they looked phenomenal when we saw them the other week. So <laughs> they did, yeah. Tell you what, it's going to be a wicked postseason. This time next week, we'll have the top four locked. Fingers crossed the Jack Jumpers are in amongst that. Mm. But nevertheless, looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Yep. Lovely. Beautiful. Let's move ahead, lads. Daily dribble. We might do it early this week. Let's <laughs> let's do our favourite favourite part of the segment, our Manscaped ad read. Guys, I'm going to tie it in with a nice little personal story for today. Okay. Um, I'm currently off work. Got the week off. Holidays, beautiful. Must be nice. For anyone who knows knows me well, um, I have been known to shave my legs a little bit. I like the feel. I, I've got a bit of a tan, so I, I like rocking the shaved legs. Aerodynamic. So today was one of those days. <laughs> mm. And it took, like, I'd, I'd been a little bit slack, so it was quite an effort in the shower, slugging away, oh, chopping God. through the forest. Oh, God. But you know what made it all that much better? You tell us, Nick. Mate, because I was in there. I had the, like, when I'm in the shower, I cranked the heat up. <laughs> I got out and I was Steam. blowing. Oh, dear. I can only imagine. But... With our friends over at Manscaped, their new release products is that one, the hydrating body spray. There you go, good uh, man, Lee. Good Lee with the yeah. assist. Thanks, pal. The hydrating body spray, this is an absolute must just for freshening up. There oh, you go. Way. Look at that, Lee. That's, that's fantastic, mate. Uh, oh, the hydrating yeah. body spray comes with that fragrance we know and love from Manscaped, yes. giving you that kind of that little pick-me-up you need when your body's depleted of all, of all hydration once you get it out of a hot, steamy shower. So... You know, I attest to it because today it really brought me back to life. This one, sorry. No, no, please. I I was just about to say, Nick, this one took me by surprise, um, this body spray. The first time I used it, I didn't really, I thought it might have been more of a deodorant, more of a. I know Lee thought that the other way. He thought it was a deodorant. I I thought it was a deodorant. I was like, gee, this is a very hydrating, (laughs) wet deodorant. Yeah. But it's, it, 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 Cools your whole body temperature down just to the right amount, particularly after a hot shower or or bath. We love baths. We love baths. Um, So it's brilliant. Not uh, only can you look as cool as we do with a freshly shaved bush, you can now feel (laughs) as cool as we do. Use that code right there, dribble20, manscaped.com.au for 20% off. And, Ro, let them know the best part about that deal. Free shipping. Free shipping. 20% off. Get in there. Free shipping. That's incredible. Double, double. Just quickly, your your thoughts on the body spray? Loving it? I love it. Ever, ever now that you I know how to actually knew use it, it wasn't a deodorant. I want to take it on some walks. I was think we did a walk the other other weekend, and I was like, if I had some of that, you know, Manscaped hydrating body spray right now, that'd be going. Do you know? Do you know the best thing about that? Right, it's portable. It is. You can take it with you. It is, mate. Yes. Guys, everyone, get involved. Manscaped.com.au. Use that code. There it is, right there. That one. Oh, Dribble man. twenty for twenty percent off and free shipping. Manscaped, we love it. Thank you so much for the continued support. Good. Beautiful. Hydrating body spray. What can they do next? Actually, you know, I was, because it was a long shower, Mm -hmm. I was brainstorming. You know what I think their next product should be? And I might pitch this to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm concerned, but yes. Like a hair product, like a hair, like a gel or something of the kind. With that that smell, that fragrance we all know and love. How good would that be? I I just had that the wheels were turning in the shower. What do you reckon? Good one. I think, well, they continue to expand, don't they, man? You could even style what little pubic hair you have left <laughs> after you use the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, well, <laughs> downstairs. I don't know. They've got to contact us. Absolutely. Address, so maybe we hit them up and see, hit them up to we'll say see what we can do. Beautiful. Guys, let's get into it. Uh, you know what? The daily dribble. Let's start the old button there. <laughs> Beautiful. Guys. The playoffs. Yeah. This is oh, the moment, Nick. you know, we have spoken about it for weeks upon weeks upon weeks on end. Mm-hmm. It's the moment we all love, we wait for all season. 82 games, we slog through, plus a plus change with the plane. Yeah. Uh, we've made it to the playoffs, sorry, and what a week it has been, Lee. Been a good one. So we might just, we've got a couple of questions here. We'll rip through, and then we can just talk about anything that comes to mind. But we might start with the question here. And just, sorry, before we do, I always forget. I'll leave it a bit late. Guys, with our answers, let us know what you think. Hit us up on our socials, where we went right, where we went wrong. If any of our players or teams you don't agree with, let us know. Let us know. We'd love to have a chat with all you guys, so be sure to hit us up. Lee, which player or team has overperformed for you so far? Overperformed. I think it'd be criminal not to mention Jordan Poole at this stage and what he's doing um, in the playoffs and his his first playoff series as well, if I'm not mistaken. Or the, the, if it's his first or second, it's his first that he's 
been put in the deep end. You know, he's a star. Been cooking. He's yeah. been cooking. He had 31 in the first game, 29 in the second, and he had 27 in the third win over the Nuggets today. today. It's, it's, it's undeniable that Steph and Clay are probably the best backcourt duo shooters ever. Yep. Mm. But you now you add Jordan Poole into that mix, it's absolutely lethal. It's unfair. The yeah. experience he's already getting around Steph and Clay on the Golden State Warriors, you couldn't pick a better place for Jordan Poole to be right now. Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that he's getting minutes in the playoffs and he's performing in the playoffs, God, this guy's going to go through the roof. And I, I had him as well. I had another player who I'll mention in a moment, mm. but I did have Jordan Poole as well. You know what I love about his game that's really impressed me, just mm. probably in the last six to 12 months. Wow. Like when he came into the league, he was a little bit gun high. He was. And it he was, was just he bull was, in a china shop type stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Raging bull, just, yeah. um, you know, a bit of a, I wouldn't say a bricklayer, but he, he just got a little bit carried away at times and kind of yeah. was all or nothing. But yeah. he's really, he's, the composure he's brought now to his game, it's really like, he looks a different level. He really looks like, as has been going around that mm. third splash, brother, the ability and confidence <laughs> this team now have to give him the ball and know that he's going to make the right decision is huge. Yeah. Isn't um, it crazy? Is, is he about 21 years of age? Yeah, 22, 21, 22, 21, 22, 22, I believe. And he's matured this much over the course of, What's essentially been a season. Yep. It's unbelievable. And I tell you what, that statement that I made last week that he could be a 25 point a night player on any okay. other team, I think Done that's it. got a bit of weight behind Mate, it after this. Yeah, it gets series. more weight when the lights are on brightest. And yeah. he's been doing it. This week has been incredible. I know exactly what you mean, though, when you said, like, when I saw him come into the league, it was that same draft that Eric Pascal went to mm. Golden State as well. He's traded mm. now. But, like, I, I thought he was going to be a bust, to be honest. I was, like, on Cameo when he was first drafted and he was doing, like, like $50 cameos. Really? Oh, we had a we missed the trick. Oh, we missed a trick there. That's the equivalent of missing out on Bitcoin. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The old that Bitcoin. That, yeah. I tell you what, that's honestly, you've got me on a rabbit hole, but that is my <laughs> biggest regret. High school, I had a mate. Who yes. was like he was a bit of a computer wizard. Okay. And he said, like, just as it started, put a hundred dollars into Bitcoin. Oh. And I, I said to him, I was like, Have you? He's like, No. I was like, Well, I'm not doing it then. You gotta leave and by I, example. I kid you not, it would like I would not be sitting here now. I would be <laughs> sipping a little a little fat mojito at oh. some beach in the Maldives. Like such a shame. The amount it would have turned into. That's so it's made me physically sick. Yeah. yeah. I, I, each time I think of it, and like I was so close to doing it as well. Mm. Um, but at so that what, would that school, equi- what would that be the equivalent to uh, now? How much is it worth these uh, days? Uh, I couldn't tell you. It's worth millions comments. upon millions of dollars. So <laughs> yes. um, yeah, I digress there. But <laughs> who what, is your, what could have been? Who was your player or team? Uh, my overperformer was Tyrese Maxey for the yeah. Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, Throughout this series, he's been the second option to Joel Embiid. Yeah. He's been incredible. Isn't that huge? Started out on absolute fire in game one with 38 points. Yeah. Mind you, that was on 14 of 21 shooting. So he was as so efficient good. as it came. And I don't know, like Tyrese Maxey is one of these guys who, even though I've seen, I guess, good glimpses throughout the course of his career so far, he probably hasn't been able to string it together as well as he perhaps would have liked to. Man is yeah. rapid as well. Yeah. Oh, like, he's so damn. quick. He's hey. so quick. He's like his outside stroke, really good as well. Yes. But he's when he gets in that lane and attacks, like yeah. you cannot catch him. It's like saying Sonic the Hedgehog. Move. I know. Like I know. in that blue blue kid as well. <laughs> and him him in combination with Joe Allen yeah. Bede are yeah. such a dangerous duo. Um, but yeah, back to Tyrese Maxey, 38 in the first game. Uh in the second game, 23 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, and in the Huge. third game, uh 19 points. Um so Which I, is huge when you argue that he's third or fourth option, depending on where you see Tobias Harris. Yeah. Massive if you're getting that sort of production. Oh, it's it's crazy. Um, and it's sort of scary to think. I, he, he's the guy, actually, who I was thinking of, who's 21 years of age, mm. Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. Yep. If he's, if he's um, performing this well in perhaps the biggest series of his career so far, yeah. who knows what he can I, do. I can't wait to see what his like ceiling is. Yeah. Um, yep. it's, it's really, really high. I've got one here who... I, I won't speak about too much, but just it was an honourable mention. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson. Oh, yeah. Now, gotcha. what he's doing. Brunson. Ah, get him out of honourable mention. Put him in your starting I, I, I could have. I went Jordan Poole, but yeah. Brunson, 
they've got that series at 2-1 mm. without Luka Doncic. Yeah. And might I just say, like, hey, man, is, he is going to get paid. Oh, he's going to get a bag. Brunson is a about to get a big, big bag, yep. and he deserves it. Like, I was super high. I think he was my sixth man of the year prediction. Yep. Um, but he he's a bowler. He's a bowler, and all three of these guards, like, they're – just showing out at the minute. And he's still super underrated as well. Underrated. Doesn't get any credit just due to the fact that obviously Luca takes all the attention, rightly mm-hmm. so, but mm-hmm. you've got absolute dogs like Jalen Brunson. You oh. they're, they're a scary proposition once Luca comes back. I can't wait to see mm. what they can do. But Brunson, so all three of those players, Maxi, Brunson, Paul, killing it. Oh, yeah. uh, how old is Brunson? I was just going to say they're all young. I don't know yeah. how old Brunson is, though. To be uh, I could give you a number, but it'd be just pissing in the yeah. wind. <laughs> um, Let's go to the other side of the coin, the underperformers of Rowe. Yeah, I'll start us off here. Um, I wonder if we'll all have the same. I reckon two of us will no, at least. Yeah, you I think so. we'll have a couple similar. Massive underperformers, Toronto Raptors. Okay. Many picked them to win this series against the Philadelphia 76ers. We both did, didn't we? Yeah, I know you I did. both did, and I was the odd one out, and yeah. I stand. You were the odd and one And that podcast got... Canned, yeah, so. it did so. get canned, but uh, there's no proof to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of really, so who really cares? Majority wins on that one, <laughs> um, no, but they've, they've been absolutely blown out in every single game that they've been a part of. They've looked so far off the mark, it's not funny. Yeah. Um, credit to Philly, they've obviously played out of their skin as well, and they're living up to a bit of, um, I guess playoff hype that people had around them, um, but. It's really disappointing for me in game three when the game was on the line. You've got both Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet with 12 points each Mm. in a playoff game, in a defining playoff game at home. And they still had the win just about. And I Like if Precious Achua, who missed two free throws with like 30 seconds to go... It's one of my main points in the... Not good enough. One of my main points in the podcast that got canned was that they don't have a dedicated shooter they don't have a go-to shooter and that showed in that game three they both had 12 points so it's fair to say because of injuries what's that sorry do you think it hurts because of injuries like they have had a rough run like gary Trent struggled a bit with injuries scotty barnes going down it doesn't help arguably probably their best defender Mm. uh, even as a rookie yeah i I mean it's a bit of a rough run yeah it certainly certainly doesn't help and it's yeah, it's always difficult, but every team is at that risk of yes. having those injuries at that time of the year. Um, but just after, the, I just feel like after the regular season that they've had, where they've impressed so many people, mm. they've overexceeded the expectations of probably the majority of the NBA community yep. to go out like this. If it's a sweep, that'll be um, just a huge disappointment given the fact that some people thought that they'd win this series. Do you believe in miracles? Well, like the no. ultimate miracle, four on the bounce. Oh, uh, no, I don't, I don't. No, not after what I've seen so far. It's been disgusting. Going yeah. for the sweep. Well, Nick, a player I've got here is player Kevin Durant. KD, yeah. I think KD. Now, let, I just want to like granted. So in game two the other day, he had twenty-seven points, four rebounds, five assists. Mm-hmm. Eighteen of those points were from were from the line. Um, how's this? Across his two games, he's gone thirteen of forty-one from the field, so thirty-two percent. He's had eight assists across those two games, mm-hmm. yet yeah, 12 turnovers. Oh, And in that yeah. game the other day, game two, in the second half, when it was there to be won, went zero of 10. Zero of 10. And had four turnovers. Oh, um, this is really his opportunity. Like, even in press conferences, you hear Yana say that KD is still the best in the mm-hmm. world. Like, this is his chance to really kind of flex some muscle. And, you know, I know they've still got to go home and play, so... You know, it can turn the screws, but he's been pretty poor. And just efficiency-wise, he's kind of renowned as he just, you know, so methodical and gets to his spot yeah, and knocks it down. Exactly. Like, it's really kind of stood out to me. Um, the other player with that as well, I just tied it in because it's been the same kind of one, Trey Young. Mm-hmm. How's this? 34.5% from the field. Not good enough. Two of 17 from three across mm-hmm. these two games. So 12% from three and 16 turnovers across two games. So both those players really need to step up if they're going to have any chance of getting back in this series. Playoffs more than ever is when these players need to take extra careful care of the ball. Yep. Those turnovers are so – um, they're, they're a coach killer, aren't they? And they can be the difference between winning and losing, even a few in the vital stages. Yep. Um, yeah, they're key stats. What was that What was that um, shooting Zero good goal from three second. for Trey? Uh, two of 17, so 12%. Two of 17. That's no a, kidding. That's a tour date. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. On, that's a brick shot. On KD, I did hear him say, 
can't remember where, but he did say he finally knows how Steph feels, um, you know, on offense getting hounded by the defense because you've mm. never seen any other player be hounded by defense more than Steph. Steph Curry and they're on KD the same. But he always comes out on, on top, he Steph, does. doesn't he? Yeah. That's the difference. That's, yep. That's mm. the difference. Built different. Mm. Built him. tough. Mine was the Brooklyn Nets. And it's mm. it, the record just shows that they're underperforming. But it's hard because the Celtics really are overperforming as well. Like they could have been a candidate for my overperformers. They're playing absolutely outstanding, especially defensively. Mm. But mm. on the net side, you look at where their downfalls is. So KD is obviously one of them. He's not playing to his, you know, highest potential. Mm. But then I probably look at the coaching staff and I was looking at Steve Nash. I heard Stephen A say something that kind of opened my eyes and he said, it's one thing to know the game. We know Steve Nash's IQs through the roof, but it's another thing to teach it. And he might not have to teach it to KD and Kyrie, but he's definitely mm. going to have to teach it to these other guys. Mm. Um, and that and that kind of just opened my eyes. They're two and zero against the Boston Celtics right now. Lose another, they're on the verge of a sweep, and mm. that would be unheard. That would be disastrous, wouldn't it? I take it all with a grain of salt. Like all these series that are two zero, you know, just for the fact that you know the away team hasn't played in front of their crowd. You know, a series mm. doesn't really start until the home team loses. Mm. Yeah, so. You know, they could, they could bounce back, rip off two wins in home and really game on. Um, you know, they, they just about had that game the other day, a bit of uh, Marcus Smart and Jason Tatum link up in game one. Yes. What a phenomenal play that was on the what buzzer. Wow, oh. we. But, um, yeah, that's a that's still a fascinating series. Cheers. Guys, speaking of that, upsets, you know, they are mm. well and truly on the cards at the moment. Which series do you think is most likely of an upset? Want me to go? I might take this one, actually. Screw you. <laughs> oh, um, God. Yeah, I've got a couple here. I think there could be a few. Oh, well, hurry up. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Come on, if we're, if we're biting each other's heads off, get a show on the I've road, missed Nick. this. I've missed it. I think the Pelicans and Suns is probably the one, and especially yeah. with Booker looking out for maybe two to three weeks, mm-hmm. definitely game three and four look off the cards. The Pelicans getting that one all, you know, that one-one split, away from home is huge, yeah. is really huge. And the production they're getting from Ingram, from C- I, just, I tell you what, what an acquisition he's been. CJ McCollum, yeah, probably one of the most underrated uh, mid-season mm, trades. Yep, like he has fitted in seamlessly to this team. It doesn't look as if him and Ingram are kind of fighting butting the positions. No. Yeah, butting heads. They just mm. coexist perfectly together. Um, I, I think this one, I could see the Pelicans taking this. And I'm fearful of that. That was mine as and, well. And I think mm-hmm. just for that fact, you know, we've seen as of late in particular, especially the last couple of weeks of the regular season, Devin Booker mm-hmm. really dominating that scoring side of things. Yeah. Once you take him out, you know, Chris Paul will pick up the slack, Aiton will pick up the slack, Bridges, but it's going to be more so dispersed. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to have, I don't think, an out-and-out scorer who's going to put up 30, 35 points a night, as which they had with Booker. I mean, he is their leading scorer in the end of the mm. day. And, you know, that last game where Pelicans won, they won by 11, mm. and that was with D-Book playing 24 minutes and also scoring 31 points. Mm. So he still was in the game now. Went I mean, off at halftime. Went off at halftime. But picture a game where he plays zero minutes and gets zero points, you yeah. know. Like yeah. you said, other guys are going to have to pick up the slack, but no one's going to be able to kind of feel Devin Booker's shoes. Do you think, though, maybe, because it looks like like they certainly have been feeding him more as of late. Yeah. Do you think maybe it might just keep the offense a little more unpredictable now that he's out? I guess so. They Get don't more mouth involved, right, give a little bit of unpredictability. Well, yeah, we said that last week, I think, didn't we? That there's a few teams when one person goes down, the other guys stand up. and It's it, yeah, up mentality. You're 100% correct in saying that it's sort of, they have to pick it up on the fly. So it's not ideal for them, obviously, but it also makes it, not ideal for the opposition because they have to adjust their whole game plan that they came, had co- coming into the series. Um, so, but I think all in all, the Suns would like D book to be out there. That's for sure. Um, my, do you want to go Leo? I'll go. Yeah, that was mine. Suns oh, was that was yours as well. Yeah. My series. Now I don't know if we'd consider it an upset, but I guess I would given the player who hasn't been out there. The Mavs over the Jazz, would that be considered an upset given the fact that Luka Doncic hasn't been out their star player for the first, for three, the first games. three games, potentially more? Uh, yeah, I'll pay. I'm going, I'll pay. I'm going yeah, for it I anyway. Think so. Go that, you do you. I, I, reckon, um, I reckon the Mavs will get o- over the top of them, particularly, look t- good. particularly taking that look one good. in Utah as well. 
that was sort of just like that that was that must have been so demoralizing for the Utah Jazz to come into home court thinking, okay, let's stop mucking around here. We've got and to have all the sort of outside noise coming in on them, um, to to falter um on the brighter stage of all is absolutely inexcusable for them yep. without Luka Doncic playing. They've so, really bottled this so far. They have it. bottled this. They've missed a huge opportunity to be three zip up without Doncic. Like one of the best players in the league on the court, yeah, making a meal of it. Oh, the the it's been shocking, and it's just throwing more weight to our um, Utah Jazz to blow it up at the end of the season. Um, hypothetical scenario that we've been throwing around a lot lately, that's but it's becoming more and more, you know, likely. Yeah. more and more likely. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Speaking of which, a couple of other series I think that could all potentially be upsets. Mm. Oh, I tell you what, they blew it today, though. They were up 25 oh, points with two and a half oh, minutes to go shocking. in the third quarter. I thought the Timberwolves, I was like, 2-1 up here. Look out. Look out. They blew it against the Grizzlies. A horrible loss there. But I still think, you know, if they get it to two each, they get that one, mm. one at home, two each, you know, there is potential there, I think. They've shown, you know, Towns, he's had a shocking series. He's yeah, been has. pretty... Pretty awful. Very reminiscent of like Randall in that Hawks yes. versus New York yep. series. Yes. Yeah. yeah, good shout. Yeah. So I think I still think there's potential there for an upset. And with Middleton out as well, with what the bu- uh, the Bulls did to the Bucks the other day yes. at home yeah. for the Bucks, they've got that series poised at one each as well. Heading back to the Windy City now. Tell you what, DeRozan had a stinker in game one. Wow, what a comeback in game Massive. two there. I think it was was it forty five points roughly? One. Oh, yeah, 41. Yeah, yeah, 41 it might have been. Sorry, I was thinking someone else at 45. But nevertheless, like, tell you what, they look good when they're firing on all cylinders. Oh, they do. They're so What do you reckon? Upset in that one, maybe? Look, I pressed this button last week. Stay off the damn weed! For those who were going to be choosing Chicago in that series. But now I'm not fully convinced that um, that button was correct to be pushed last yeah, week. Yeah, you got um, a little bit trigger happy, didn't yeah, you, mate? I think I did. Um, you and I running the show, you thought, oh, we'll just start hammering I got excited with the new buttons, oh, and, yeah. Um, yeah, that's going to be my downfall perhaps. But, um, no, look, I'm look, I'm still expecting the Bucks to win that series, but the Bulls will make them Go work deep. for it. They will make them work for it. Late? Any, um, any chances of an upset in that one? Bulls and Bucks? I think so. I think people sh- um Rode off the Bulls too quickly, and I get why because the Bucks are such a dominant team. And the Bulls have been champs, and the Bulls had a, a, a horrid mm. end of season run, but um, a horrid season in terms of beating the top couple of teams. Mm. Yeah, horrid. Yeah, they did. But um, I think they they, they definitely it's on the tables and upset. Mm. Beautiful. Agreed. Then, well, speaking of teams that we don't expect upset, a, a team that we expect to just roll through things. Which team has your finals? Which team is your finals winner? Has it changed at all? Mine has, to has be it? honest. Yeah. Mm, Who have you has. got? Ooh. This one's been so hard. Um, I think in the West, if we're looking at Western Conference Finals, I think Golden State are definitely getting there. Who and, wins the championship? Yeah, I know. I'm just leading up to it. Oh, I'm leading up to it. And I and I think the Suns are going to get there too. Look, I think Golden play. I think Golden State are going to take them in the Western Conference Finals. I think it'll be a 76ers versus Celtics Eastern Conference Finals. Hard. But Celtics will come out on top and Golden State are going to take it home, in my opinion. Tell you what, it'll be fun, a fun, fun series. Very mm. fun. Fun series between those two. Ro, who have you got? Um, so for the championship, I previously had the Phoenix Suns. Now, this Devin Booker injury is significant. Mm. Three to four weeks. And, you know, hamstring injuries, not sure if you've had many yourself, but they blow hammies. out. They, they do. do blow out. If so you don't give it ample time to get right, like if you kind of come back, 50-50, like that mm-hmm. is a surefire way to be back on the sidelines very, very quickly. Suns were my short favourites before, but that injury has changed my opinion. I'm going with the Golden State Warriors for the championship this year. Yeah. Golden State Warriors, everything is clicking at the right time for them. They've been crueled with injuries throughout really the course of the last few seasons yeah. and again this season, but come the playoffs, the most important time of the year, they've got all their big dogs out mm-hmm. there. And they're playing with so much swagger, so nah, much so that so they've much. had Steph Curry coming off the bench. Let's chat about that for a minute. I love what it. An absolute, oh, like... It's a power move. It is. That is some big dick energy from it Steve is, Kerr. It is, honestly. To be able to bring off the bench, arguably, again, one of the greatest players in the league, the greatest shooter in the league's history. Yeah. Like, what a luxury that is. And it's awesome. Just credit to him having that 
attitude, that maturity to be mm. fine with it. Lack yeah. of ego. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why there's such a wicked franchise from top to bottom because there is no ego there. Imagine if you're the second stringer PG coming on and you look out Ugh. and Steph's out there just lighting you up. So you was want. your finals prediction, um, was it Golden State as well? I think. Who did you pick? Uh, to make the finals. I reckon Golden State and Milwaukee are still my and, two favourites. And who's, who's taking it home? Uh, Golden State. Yeah. To win the championship. Like even today when I was watching them, you, you can just tell they've been here so many times before. They know what they're doing and what to expect. And even Iggy today putting down a dumb oh, 38 yeah. Iggy Pop just yeah. rewinding the clock there. But they're like, unfazed by the big moments, aren't they, Golden State? So, so fun. Yeah. Um, I've got them as well. You know, I think they were my pick at the start of the season. Mm. They look fantastic. As you said, Ro, put it perfectly. Everything's clicking at the right time. It is. Um, interested to see how this plays out over the coming weeks in regards to Curry off the bench. Seems to be working a treat at the moment. Mm, working for now. So more than happy to see that continue. I've got them coming up against the Heat in the finals. Oh, that'd heat. be tasty. Um, oh. What a what a just what a matchup that would be on both ends of the court in terms of defense and offense. Yep. The weapons both teams have from three would be a hell of a series. And the other thing that makes me excited about that is both teams who have had guys who have been there, done that. Yep. Gone to the finals. Know what it takes. Heat haven't got there, but that might add to their fuel to add the fuel to the fire to actually get there and compete with them. That would be incredible. I'd love that. Tell you what, that game was a game two the other day. Jimmy Butler had. Mm-hmm. How oh, good, how out. reminiscent was it of the NBA finals a couple of years ago yeah. down in the bubble against the Lakers? Yeah. When he's in attack mode, like he just looks like a different animal. And sometimes he's, you know, kind of here and there mm. all over the place. But when he locks in, fully engages on that offensive end. He is unstoppable. Playoff Jimmy's a different Jimmy, oh, isn't he? He yeah. was just a walking bucket mm. the other day, and it's like it just adds another dimension to this Heat team. That's such a deep roster, that Heat team. They're scary. When their bench comes on, that's arguably as, I don't know, intimidating as the as the starters. Oh, have like blokes like Tyler Harrow oh. coming off the bench, Dunk Robinson coming off the bench, Oladipo, Oladipo. Com- coming off the bench. Come on. I tell you what, good segue into our next question, mm-hmm. kind of, a roundabout <laughs> way of putting it. But yes. which team do you think is most likely to blow it up once they're eliminated? Now, the, the consensus answer would be the Jazz. Yeah. Um, yes. But <laughs> is there any other teams? I don't. I haven't said blow it up, but if the Nets lose this round one, changes are going to be made. And I... But, Okay. Uh, well, I was just about to say, you're still going to add Ben Simmons into the fold. So we're not seeing him at yeah, like, where, Is he expected game, game three or four? four, I, think, game yeah. four? I know he, yeah. Do you give that a chance to actually run its course? You've still got to wait on Joe Harris to come back. I don't think they will, they'll blow it up in terms of players. I'm just saying changes are going to be made. I don't know. If what changes? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. If it's coaching stuff, I think there'll have to be a culture change. Just like, just, yeah, I don't know. Because if they lose that round one, that would be, and I don't I don't know if they will, and I don't think it'll be a sweep, but I think changes will be made if they do lose. So yep. if it was you, would you say on court? Like if you were running the ship? I wouldn't I wouldn't change the core of Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons. But maybe what would you change? Maybe have a, a second glance at the coaching staff. I mentioned Steve Nash earlier. He could he may be on the hot seat after his fourth. Yeah, so. Maybe right. just like an attitude change. Yeah, yeah. attitude yeah. change. Add some culture. Mm. Bit of heat culture, baby. Yeah. Yep. Don't Here we go. Row, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we can, we've spoken so much about the Utah Jazz over the last few weeks, so I'm not even go, going to go into that. Well, actually, um, one point, just yes. quickly. Yep. Because we've spoken about if it does eventuate, which mm. piece it might be. Mm. Um, apparently, during the week, Nick's staff members were there watching Donovan Mitchell. Mm. Yeah, they'd be um, silly not to. Tell you what, how would we feel about that? Mitchell going to the bright lights of New York. Mm. What a... Uh, what a move know. that would be. Yeah, it, look, the, the the natives of the Big Apple would love that, wouldn't they? But It gives them that big-name star. Oh, yeah. They, they, it gives them the um, billboard player that we are talking about the other week, Nick. Absolutely. Do, do we reckon that will happen, though? The reason being is D-Wade's recently come over to the Utah Jazz. Yeah. He's very close with Donovan Mitchell. If he has anything to say about it, I don't think they're letting go of Donovan Mitchell. So um, I think if they bow out first round here, which mm-hmm. it's looking poised for, I reckon it could be... Oh, I, I think they're making changes. They're I making changes. They are. They've got to. They've yep. got to. It's um, like what an underwhelming last three or four seasons it's been for them. Yep. Finishing so high in the regular season, 
the squad they've assembled looks phenomenal each year in and year yeah. out. Like it really looks incredible from top to bottom, yet continually falling short. Still don't know Time's what the missing up. piece is. To yeah, be I actually to don't. That's yeah. how. Yeah, is it? I was about to say is it aging bodies, but really it's only Mike Conley that's kind of on that ladder end. All the others are kind of in and around their prime. Like on paper, they're a championship team, yeah. aren't they? Like they've got the offensive talent and the defensive talent, yeah. the shooters, the depth, the coach. Yeah. Yep. The, like I just don't know what else you can ask for. It's bizarre, isn't it? It it's really crazy. is bizarre what's not clicking. And probably maybe the biggest thing there that we didn't mention is that chemistry side of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all that disharmony, Rudy and Donovan Mitchell. Well, they're know, not passing to Rudy Gobert. Oh, I know. You've got Why? one of the best big men. Like, you know, he's not that outside threat, but get him deep in the paint there. Yeah, He's going to go to work, especially against these smaller ball Mavs lineups. Mm. Um, mm. Really being underutilised there, and it just kind of shows where they're at. Yeah. You know, that lack right. of chemistry and not giving him the ball. It's, it's going to come back and bite them in the eyes pretty quickly, I imagine. But sorry, Ro. Um, Yeah, so the other team that I had noted down here were the Atlanta Hawks. I think um, yep. they're very likely, in my opinion, to make changes over the offseason. I think Clint Capella is one who might be dished off elsewhere, particularly with the, I guess, the surgeons of... On Kongu, um, he looks like he's the future at that big man position for the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they can still get value from Clint Capella regardless. Value, yeah. um, the I other one, him. the other one, the other player is um, John Collins. Now, he's been a guy yes. who's been trade bait for a fairly long while now. Um, and I don't envisage that will change too much over the offseason because he hasn't set the world alight by any, any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, yeah, I think the Atlanta Hawks, they know that they aren't over the hump just yet to be serious, legitimate contenders. So yeah. I think they need to make a few of these, particularly why Trey Young's in his prime, uh-huh. um, a few of these changes just to get them over the hump to be contending with the Bucks and and the Celtics and Philly and the, these other teams, the Heat. I like that point on Okongwu. I think mm. what would be perfect for them is to get rid of Capella. Like I think he's mm. done there. Okongwu's the future, but have behind him get like a... I don't want to say Dwight Howard or, or someone like that, but someone who's a competent veteran big man. JaVale McGee. How oh, perfect. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. Someone who can come off the bench and play those, fill those minutes and mm. do a really adequate job, but also nurture the, that younger player in a Congo. Mm. Really get Absolutely. the most out of him. Yeah. Because um, he's a real talent. But yeah, I think Capella's times there, done and dusted. Yeah. I had the Hawks as well. Mm. But another team I had was the Miami Heat. Now, mm, not okay. in terms of blowing it up. But I think there could be the potential there to kind of consolidate some assets. Okay. Um, yep. You know, I think there's almost too much depth that if you kind of put a package together and got another, you know, mm. real talented player to kind of consolidate a little bit what they've got, have a real strong seven as opposed to a real strong nine. So reduce yeah. the depth. Reduce their depth a little the bit. And I think that's the mm. the kind of qualm we had with Atlanta last year, this year. They had all that, that abundance of talent that was just getting wasted i mean yeah that's what i was gonna say the so, hawks can do the exact same like yeah they've got so many good backcourt players from trey young Lou williams still there yeah you've got lou williams yeah. and then you've Dillon Wright. you've got you've got hot fire yeah, um yeah, yeah. yeah. kevin, kevin Herter. Herter. you got yep. bogdanovich that's five i've named mm. Pretty, gallinari yep gallinari too yeah. he, he's gonna be off in the summer yeah, yeah. he's gonna be out of here I think but so as well yeah were there any more from you lee Can I just touch on that point, Nick, that you made about the heat and consolidating? I think that's a a very good um, point and I think the prediction is fair because that's okay because come playoffs, as we all know, they shorten their rotations, don't they? The depth doesn't actually matter as much. To have another legitimate quality, they've got the value players there to Mm. put up on the market to get get a really good player in return. So... Even if it's not a star, if you can get a really good, competent role player who you can rely on on a nightly basis, I reckon the Heat should seriously consider that. I think so too. Mm. Like they, they're almost too good. Um, he has been a bit disappointing this season. Mm. Uh, he had a great game in game one, I believe it was, off the bench. He lit things up. But Duncan Robinson. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's, he's gone to the bench this season. Um, well, in the back half of the season, should I say. Mm. It just isn't quite firing on all cylinders. And it's really... Uh, you know, he's kind of he's, – you've seen a big reduction in his minutes as of late. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're competing then with minutes, Hero, Oladipo, you know, all these other guys off the bench. It's um, 
Yeah, it's interesting. A bit of a fall from grace there for him. A bit of a fall from grace. But that that first game that he played, that yeah, game where he went eight from nine for the three-point line, nine Broken. for ten from the field, he was on another level. But he is one of those guys who you either catch him at his best or you catch him at his worst. He does not have in between games. And it's, it's like a Davis Bertans, isn't yeah. it? They're, right. they're such one-dimensional mm. players that mm. if they're not hitting that three ball, then they're really... It's ugly. It's exactly what I was going to say. You've got one job, but that one job comes with so much responsibility. Mm. And what you, do they you, say, Lee, with great power comes <laughs> great responsibility? That's it. There's the uh, weekly quote. Good stuff. <sighs> there you go. There you go. Fellas, what do you reckon in regards to sweeps? Mm. Out of any of the series at this point, do you have oh. any been sweeps? Yeah. I what think Toronto's getting swept next Toronto? game. Are the yeah. Nuggets getting swept? Yep, they are as well. Losing another at home? Yep. Oh, God. Um, Yoke's been trying so hard, but he has been. But like, but, you can only try so hard. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I can't see based off what I've seen so far. I can't see the Raptors getting over Philly, which is a shame because I would have loved the Raptors oh, to get so up. So would I. Um, and then yeah, Warriors are just on another level. I don't see many many teams beating them this um this playoff series. What about you? Uh, they're going to bounce to two points here real quickly. Yep. Just from the Philly series, how tough was that that three that Embiid mm. hit? To ice that game. Big like, boys like that shouldn't be hitting shots like that. Seven that, that was crazy. And it was, um, you know, just kind of one of those moments where you see everybody saying, right, that's kind of, even though it's a regular season mm. award, but you've got to give that man the MVP. Yeah. Isn't it funny how that one, two, three spot has just it like rotated massively that's, over the last few months? That's and crazy. He's probably his backup there now, isn't oh, he? It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. what he's able to do and what big men in the league can do mm. now. Like it has evolved so much over the last decade or two. Yep. Phenomenal. I, I have a question. Yeah. Who do you think now is the best um, big man shooter in the game? Like there was Cat after he won the three point contest. Now I'm probably Joel Embiid in, in, in real honesty, though. Right? Big man shooter. Um, Can you say KD? Is that cheap? No, you can't say KD. <laughs> like pure, pure big pure man. Pure big man. Um, oh, he'd have to be up there, Joe and B, wouldn't he? He would. He knocks him down with quite a high level. Mm. And that like mid-range jumper. I saw him do like a 360 turnaround fadeaway jumper. He yeah. like Tell you what, he's not quite at that same level, but take nothing away from Giannis. Yeah. It's like his, his yeah. stroke from mid-range from the outside, the development in his game, Crazy. It's scary to think as well how young he is and how much time he has left to dominate the league yeah. still. Like, it's crazy because at the conclusion of every season, we've said, okay, so he's pretty much the perfect player. But if he does this over the off season, he'll free be throws. unstoppable. Done that. Yep. Perfect. Gets an outside stroke. Done, Done that. that. No worries. Yep. Mid-range jumper. Done that. Overall IQ just increases yep. by, the, by the season. And, and winner. And a winner. Winner now, yes. which is the yeah. big thing. The one thing we said like about the Bucks. We were talking about the Nuggets and mm. Raptors, but we've gone to the Bucks. But mm. <laughs> the Bucks just being perennial, like the Jazz, underachievers, flaming out. But you know, he's he looked just like a different animal this mm. year after getting over that hump, getting that chip, bringing it home to Milwaukee. Wow, what a player! It's funny you mentioned what a player. It's funny you mentioned that though, because the, just throughout the week, I was going through the Daily Dribble archives. And I was looking at a few of our older episodes. Bashing on him? Bashing on the Bucks? Bashing on... What happened? No, no, no. no. Um, fair to say we've imp- we're have like a fine wine. We have improved with time, um, I would have liked to think. Yes. Um, but I, I think it was the season before the Bucks won the championship. Mm. And I remember Lee saying, look, he essentially he has got it all going. If he can improve his, I guess, shoot, shooting from yep. outside, then who knows what can happen. In that very next season, he improved Dude, all aspects yeah. of his game, and they get his ear, big fella. I must give him a pep talk. He must listen. He must Come listen. on, big man, time to do something. <laughs> must tune into the pod. Well, oh. I, I reckon both those series as well are probably going to be sweeps. Once mm. you're at three zip, it's hard to find the motivation to get up and about. Same, you know, yeah. the the mathematical chances of coming out as mm. a winner, going four on the four on the bounce, are slim and none really. Yeah. Um. So both of them. Last question, fellas. Mm. Which series so far are you enjoying the most? Now, I've, I've got a feeling I know where you're going, but I'll ask you nevertheless, Rogue. I mean, this Boston series has been incredible. As a Boston fan, particularly with a team with Kyrie Irving on it, um, it just makes it that much sweeter at the moment. There's a long way to go. 100% understand that. But what I've seen so far has made me thoroughly enjoy every second so far. Brilliant. Positive sign to Lee. It's going to sound weird because both 
series I'm going to mention are the ones that are going three and zero right now. So I've I've just been absolutely loving Golden State, seeing them absolutely on fire, and also the 76ers, mainly because I was the only one out of us three who was like, "Yep, yeah, they're I oh, think they're taking it home." Well and good to say that <laughs> now. Right. No, it's all no. well and good to say that now. There's no proof of it. <laughs> but no, you are right. Yeah. And it, it's it's funny how quickly we all, and like I did it, we did it, mm. wrote off Philly. Mm. Um, well, I guess we only had what we've seen in previous seasons to go off. Is it all clicking now, do you think, maybe? Almost. Uh, I, I think I just had more faith because I believed in James Harden a bit more than you two did. And he's a, obviously a massive vital cog to the 76ers. Which you can see this level of Tyrese Maxey, though, performing. I know. Like he's no. certified killer. Yep. And the is. other, I guess the other thing, like full credit to Philly, but the other thing you have to take into consideration is Toronto aren't playing good basketball no. at the moment. So they come up against a team like perhaps the Milwaukee Bucks, and who knows what could happen in the playoffs. That'd be a like good series. Even without Chris Middleton, it's going to be um, a step up above Toronto Raptors. I'm going to say my series is kind of based on what I've seen so far and what I think is going to happen. I'm going to say the Bucks and Bulls. Yeah, I see that. I'm really, really intrigued by what's going to happen for the remaining couple of games here. I think the Bulls are really poised to maybe turn some heads and cause, mm-hmm. a, cause a massive boil over. Um, regardless, whatever happens, I see it going deep. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Mm. A lot of interesting series to come. Fellas, how good is a playoff basketball? The the action, the intensity, everything is dialed up to 11. Yeah. It, is, it truly is the best time to be a basketball fan. By far, by far. It's <laughs> going to be sad when it's all over, Nick. Oh, it is. I know. We're going to have to plan what the uh, – get a get a grip on what's happening in the off-seasons. But the great thing about the NBA, there's always something going on. Mm, the news, the rumour mill, always ticking over. So rest assured, the season will end, but we won't. No. We just – we just keep going, <laughs> pounding out content. We love it. Lads, what a week it's been. One thing you – give us a prediction, just any prediction. It can be on a game, on a player exploding for next week. What have you got? Um, Jeez. Kyrie Irving to go into the crowd in Boston and belt someone. Got fined 50 grand. I tell you what, he got then, let off lightly for that, didn't he? Because he, yeah. he cussed them all out, flipped them off yeah. at the press conference. He kind of jammed it all under 150k fine. He's done pretty well there. He's done all right. So you reckon um, he's going to flog someone? Oh, he's already been on the. He's been just on the brink of absolutely How losing. How would that be? I reckon he's not far away. My prediction is that the Hawks get back into this series. I reckon mm, they win the reckon? two at home, and it goes to two all. That's bold. bold. That is bold. Lee, what have you got for us? Okay. God, what do I have for you? I reckon. Look, I. <laughs> I it's think, the dome. I what think Phoenix versus Pels are going a seven. Going a seven. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. I could oh, say. I, who would have thought? Imagine just, let's just a hypothetical situation. Imagine if both the Suns and the Bucks are knocked out. Oh, oh, Bulls and Pelicans get through. Imagine up. that. Imagine like, if you had a multi going for those both to what? get knocked out in the first round. What a horrible, horrible time it would be to be a punter with all that. Like yeah. if you put on a bet at the start of the year, like a, a finals winner, like the Suns, you see Booker go yeah. down. Well, shit. Yeah. Awesome. Nets, you put a, like, they were pretty short priced. You put something on them at the start of the season. You've seen everything that's go wrong having to come through the plane. Mm. Two zip down now. You know, it, it really it really is a horrible time. Uh, the worst thing about basketball is the injuries. And I think that's fair to say. We've seen Derek Rose about 12 years ago now go down and crushing. We don't like it, but fingers crossed no more this way. Stay positive. Guys, it has been a massive episode, as always. The playoffs are running thick and fast. We're about to jump on a little IG Live to announce the winner of our competition. Enjoy the upcoming week of basketball. Be sure to like, subscribe, tune into all of our social medias. Use that code just down in the link. Manscaped, Dribble 20, 20% off, free shipping, and we will recap all the news from the playoff action next week. Yes, sir. Guys, till then, Crow Lee, love you, bye.